Hello. All right, too much. But God is so worthy of the praise. The Bible says to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, to sing, sing praises unto him, um, to serve the Lord with gladness and to come before his presence with singing. Psalm 100, actually, to be exact. Glory to God. The God of the word of God is so beautiful. Um, it gives us everything we need. The Bible talks about how God's word is health to our navel and marrow to our bones, our bones. There was actually, I'm like jumping in, I ain't diving in. Like, okay, never mind. Um, there was actually a person I was listening to. Um, and they talked about, they were preaching about how I was, it was like a morning devotional I was listening to. And they were talking about how like, like making a reference to how you know a baby has a navel and the navel of the baby is where the umbilical cord which connects the baby to the mother is connected to so god's word being healed to our navel is like god's word feeds that part of us that it's like it feeds us it's like nourishment to our soul it's like it, 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 it's like a divine connection um, through which God communicates with us that nourishes us, that gives our minds and our hearts and our souls what we need in order to live a great life. Uh, not just a getting by life, but life life and life more abundantly, as Jesus says in his word. Um, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. I just wanted to really... <laughs> I don't even know how I got down this rabbit hole. There's so much of God to go around. There's so much of his word. Um, it just He's just, he's so much, it's so much of him. It's just like, it's impossible to live a lifetime on this earth and to discover all there is to know about him. Uh, and that's a good thing because um, every other thing, every other thing in this earth tends to run out or, um, or temporary. But anywho, let me get back. All right. To lock in on the topic of conversation, I want to talk about the importance of having a pure heart. Glory to God. So I want to give more scripture. I made a vow on the, I don't think maybe, I made a vow that I would be more um, intentional about placing, putting more scripture or speaking about scripture more so on this podcast, just because the Bible talks about um, how it's, it's the word of God that's alive and active. It's the word of God that he sent and healed us um, apart from God. Apart from him, we can do nothing. And God is the word. The Bible says in, in the beginning was the word and the word was with. OK, so God and his word are one. Right. And so. I can sit here and talk about all kind of topics all day. Um, and I have plenty of topics I can dive into. And there are some times that I kind of get a little less deep and spiritual than others. But um, overall, I want to at least lay this foundation before I jump off into the topic. Um, I want to read a scripture from Matthew chapter. I know, I know, I know. Because every time I'm at church and the pastor's like, uh, let's pray or let's read uh, let's read the scripture. Then my 
y'all, my, my flesh just like shuts down. It's like, up, go to the bathroom, up, sit down, up, take a nap. Uh, I don't know. It's just a, just a sinful nature that we have. The Bible talks about how the flesh is constantly going against the spirit and vice versa. So, you know, I know if you tighten up a little bit, then when I say this recent scripture, it just, you have to fight through it. Okay. We in this together. I understand. Matthew 5 and 8 says, <laughs> being for real, 5 and 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I want to read it from a different version. That was a King James version. I actually want to read it from the message um, translation, uh, because the message just really do some, it just... It just takes it to a whole nother level that I did not ask it to take it. Let me, y'all, I need prayer always. Okay, don't stop praying. If you feel with the Holy Ghost and you you got a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you know what I'm saying? Send them prayers up. Um, The Bible says, Matthew 5 and 18, you are blessed when you get your inside world, A, your heart, and mind put right then you can see god in the outside world you are blessed when you get your inside world your mind and heart put right then you can see god in the outside world oh jesus yes pure in heart your mind and heart has to be right in order for you to see God in the outside world. So let's talk about the mind and heart. Um, our mind and heart are the spaces through which we experience life. Everything, every experience we've had in life uh, has come through our heart and mind. Um, we Even if we experience something in our bodies, like if we bump our knee or elbow or something um if we bump our elbow or near something there's going to be pain that enters our body or our nervous system is going to send that signal to our brain and our brain is going to be like ouch that hurt and then our mind is going to be like ouch that hurt and then our mouth is going to be like ow so it's you know everything comes through our heart and our mind I know that specifically there, uh, one real life example that I can uh, attest to is when I had, I tore my ACL playing basketball, uh, ACL is anterior cruciate ligament and it's a ligament in your knee. Um, so I basically screwed up my knee playing basketball and had to have surgery and it was very, very painful. It's if it's the Lord's will for me to have children and if having children feels anything like that, I want to need a lot of prayer and a lot of um courage and <laughs> because that was the most excruciating thing I've ever felt in my life I literally hollered like it was no tomorrow I never felt pain like that in my life and so because of that pain that I felt and experienced there's so many different complexes uh, things that come into my mind when I think about basketball when I think about uh when I see other people playing basketball, it's like I had that flashback in my mind, like, oh, crap, like, oh, and then I'm, I'm literally flinching. It was so traumatic to me that it affected my mind and my my heart. My mind, it affected, it affected me, like, a lot. 
Um, and so every experience we have and uh, it affects us mentally and emotionally, our mind, our heart, our soul. Our soul makes up our mind, our will, and our emotions. Our soul, our mind, what we're thinking, our will, the decisions we make, and the ability, the power to make decisions, and our um, emotions, how we feel, you know. So there are some experiences that we have in our life that affect the way we think and feel about life, about people, about ourselves, about God even, Um and a lot of the time, I don't think we realize the impact that certain things have on us until we end up in a situation where we are triggered uh, by similar circumstances or similar events that, you know, like the one that had like the one that has caused us to think the way we think and feel the way we feel. Uh, we don't realize that, that we have these issues on our heart and our mind until, like I said, a circumstance of some kind brings this, bring these issues out. Amen. Like, you may not realize that... <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Y'all, y'all may not realize that you have... Um, you have daddy issues, quote unquote, until you get around somebody with a daddy and you start to feel sad and insecure or something like that. Or you see your dad and you start to feel angry or something like something like that. Or you may not realize that you have not healed from a childhood trauma until you get in maybe the environment where that trauma took place and you start to feel very weird and shut down and angry and upset and sad even. Like, sometimes we don't realize how stuff has affected us mentally and emotionally until we're put in a position that reminds us of that situation, right? But things do affect us and it's perfectly okay. And I believe that there's a reason that we have these experiences that we have, um, especially if you're in Christ. Now, if you're in the world... And the Bible talks about this, how when you, or like when you suffer in the world, that means you're not in Christ, um, that you're, you're going through these experiences and you're going through this pain and feeling these things and you're not getting any type of reward or (laughs) anything out of it. You're just going through it and you're constantly going through it and you're just suffering and you're suffering and you're hurting and you're in pain and you're angry and you're miserable and as you just go further and further into that. But when you're in Christ, God can take um, everything the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good. Uh, and I'm not going to get into that. Because uh, some people like take that scripture and use it out of context. And I don't want to be one of those people. I'm not going to say that that is biblically, biblically sound. I'm going to just say that um, I'm using it, you know, in my own to my own understanding, God can. There's a song called "I'm Gonna See a Victory." It says, "You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. So everything the enemy meant, um, which are things that the enemy does to us, or things that happen to us in life that that God didn't cause to have, things that the enemy uses people to do people who aren't saved people who don't know the lord jesus people who aren't serving god 
uh, do to us or even things that we've done to other people when we weren't serving God, when we weren't thinking about the Lord, <laughs> you know, so it goes both ways. I'm not trying to say that everything bad that happens in life is to us. I'm saying, you know, there are things that you do because you're not submitted to God and you don't serve him. Um, and they affect us. They affect people. We don't realize it sometimes, but they do. Things affect us. So, um, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. The pure in heart. You got your mind and soul, right? There are things that happen that really throw us off. Um, there are things that happen to people. Um, I've seen so many different types of stories in oh, just the different fields that I've worked in. I uh, have worked in healthcare, like then like physical, worked in, with physical therapists. I've worked, um, I've done social work for a couple of years, um, which was probably my most enjoyable job. And I've been a teacher. Um, I've worked in like sales and I did not like that, but <laughs> Uh, mainly helping type of professions, administrative stuff, like helping anything where I would be like a service to humans. And so in my experiences with social work, there were so many uh, things that I saw, um, conditions that I saw people in, um, and I would have to listen to people talk about their experiences and their lives. And that was probably my favorite part of these jobs any job that I've had is hearing about people's stories and their lives and experiences. Because when you hear about their experiences, it starts to make their lives, their current state of thinking and being make sense. It doesn't make it right, but it's like, oh, I can see why maybe she resorted to using drugs. Or I can see why maybe he hates women or I can see why she's afraid um, of this or that, or she's afraid to get hit by a car because when she was three years old, she was, she got hit by a drunk driver. I can see why, you know, you begin to see things begin to make sense as to why people are the way they are, why people think the way they think, why people believe what they believe, even about God, even, even as it pertains to the faith. You have a lot of people who have had bad experiences with church or who have even heard bad rumors about churches and um, I have had some, some awkward, I won't say bad, but I've had some very awkward <laughs> experiences with church, uh, different church settings, you know, nothing, um, I will never, ever probably in my life dishonor, you know, the ministry because I sincerely believe that those who are pastors and who are in the church probably... I would say 70% of them genuinely have good intentions um, as far as why they start churches or why they are working in the church. Um, the other part, I don't know. This is just my my thinking, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I'm very, as I was telling uh, a friend of mine the other day, I was like, I'm very optimistic, almost to a fault. So sometimes I can have like these very high, um, not expectations, but this, this like very optimistic, hopeful outlook for everybody in every situation. I'm like, 
know, it's going to be okay. And and that's a gift because the Bible does say to let these three things remain, hope, faith, and love. And so it's not like out of alignment with God, but um, it can really be a contrast to how some people think who aren't optimistic. <laughs> like It can be on the opposite end of the spectrum as far as how some other people think. But, um, yeah, glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Um, yeah. But church, like, I can understand why some people feel the way they feel about, about church. Based off of their experiences. You know, if I was ridiculed and talked about and mistreated in a specific church setting, then it would probably... Um, if I wasn't, if I didn't have a legitimate need or willingness to continue to go in spite of the pain, in spite of the offense, then I can see why it would drive somebody away from church. Um, because when you go to church, as my pastor with a uh, previous pastor was, was teaching once and then he was talking about church hurt and he said, people say all the time, there's no church like church hurt, hurt like church hurt. And he said, it's probably because most people when you go to church you're not expecting to get hurt you're expecting to get healed you're expecting to get help and love uh which i believe that the church should uh be intentional about exemplifying the fruit of the spirit love joy peace meekness uh gentleness faithfulness goodness temperance um against these things there are no law right so and so, um, I could see why, you know, people get hurt at church because you're open, your heart is open, your spirit is open and you're like, okay, well, I've heard this is the right way to go. This is the right thing to do. But when I came here, this happened and now I'm like totally turned off. Kind of like if you were dating, a, if you had this crush, this has happened to me. You had a crush on this guy or this girl if you were, if you are a male, say you have a crush on a, a female. If you are a female, say you have a crush on a male, um, and you finally get to meet this person and go on a date with them or something, and then you have a date with them, you have all these thoughts in your mind about, oh my God, this person is so cute. I've just heard so much about them. They're this and then they have all these great qualities from the outside looking in. I see, you know, and you have a date with this person, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna go meet this person. And boom, you feel, you you go and you like, oh my God, this person is actually arrogant and rude and disrespectful. Like, why would I? No, uh-uh. Like, okay, you you look better from the outside looking in, right? <laughs> I would rather just have kept you in the position in 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 my mind. I would have just rather kept you like in my imagination and not experience you in real life. Like that's how it can be when we go to church. Like if you're not a person who's been in church in a long time and you like, uh, it seems like say people are living better or Jesus is the, the right way to go because of how my life is. But when you go, it's like, ew, like what, what am I getting into? But by the grace of God, I've had awesome churches that I've been a part of. Like God has always made sure I've been in like wonderful, loving environments. Now, I will say <laughs> that the truth hurts sometimes, uh, especially depending on your wounds and depending on your life experiences and, and depending on the strongholds that have been built in your mind based off of your pain. I had a conversation with my uh, spiritual mother today and she was just imparting just, this is really why I'm making this podcast today. I'm going to get around to the actual, you know, loop-de-loop. 
but she was, oh, <laughs> uh, we were talking about how, um, what were we talking about that? But I was saying how like love sometimes hurts sometimes when you're getting fed the word of God or, or when there is a certain, uh, the word of God goes up against something that you have held as a belief in your mind for so long your mind, your thoughts, your emotions are going to fight it so hard and going to be so against it because the word of God is is the truth. The Bible says that Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. And Jesus is the living word. Jesus is the bread of life. So the Bible says that the word of God endures forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his words won't pass away. You know, and so God's word is eternal. It, it abides forever. <laughs> like, it, it, so everything else... Uh, in the world, in our world, in our minds, in our souls, has to be, uh, if, if we want to be real, if we want to see whether or not, or, or know whether or not we're in the right position, whether we're thinking correctly, whether we're judging correctly, then we have to honestly sit down and sit down with our minds and our hearts and see what are we thinking and what are we feeling and determine whether or not what we're thinking and what we're feeling is out of alignment with what God is thinking and what God is feeling (laughs) because God does have thoughts, aka the word of God, and God does have feelings, aka we experience those feelings through the Holy Spirit. Like, and that's, oh, that's the beauty in receiving the Holy Spirit. I'm on fire right now. When you receive the Holy Spirit, glory to God, you, it's like you get a download. It's like your old spirit is, is done away with and you get the, you receive God's Holy Spirit. When you receive God's Holy Spirit, um, so beautiful, you, there, there becomes, you begin to go through processing the Holy Spirit begins to change the way you think, change the way you feel, change your, your attitudes, change your motives, change your beliefs, change you from the inside out. Glory to Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. You begin to change you from the inside out, right? You begin to think different about stuff. The baptism of the Holy Spirit I'm talking about. Saturated, saturated. I'm not talking about like, oh yeah, I just, I do Bible studies and I'm saved. And have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed as the, it says in the book of Acts. But when you receive the Holy Spirit, you, or even when the Holy Spirit begins to work in you, you begin to digest the word of God. You begin to think differently. You know, the things is, oh my God, I hate cliche sayings because I'm such a, an artist and a creative and I'm like, ah, I hate hearing stuff too much over and over. I'm like, can we just make up something new? But there's a saying that says, like, the things I used to do, I don't do anymore, you know. Um, but it's real. It's, it's plain, plain as day. Like, that's the reality. Um, you know, when I was, before I was saved, I was doing a lot of things. If you get my book, No Concealer, Who Told You You Were Naked on Amazon, you can hear, you can read about what I was literally doing uh, before I got saved. I really suggest you get that because it's it's very raw. Actually, <laughs> my uh, mother and I were talking, my spiritual mother and I were talking earlier about how like, uh, <laughs> she was saying how her generation, they, they kind of like covered things a lot and just were kind of, you know, they weren't as open as this generation is about 
trauma and different things that we're experiencing. Like, we're just out there with everything, but it was funny. But, um, yes, like, you know, when I was in the quote-unquote world, when I was a slave to sin and I was working for Satan and I just was like, I love my, like, I'm, I was, I was loving what I was doing. I knew it was wrong, but that didn't mean that I wasn't enjoying it. I heard, um, an author slash teacher, Jackie Hill Perry, um, she was talking about how, um, sin is not really sin if it's not something you enjoy. Like, sin is something that you know is wrong, but you really enjoying it. Like, it ain't like something that's just like, oh, this is, uh, I hate, I hate doing this. Like, I'm having sex, but I, outside of marriage, but I really don't like it. It doesn't feel good at all. I'm going to, no. Sin is something that you desire that is against the will of God. Like, and so, um, (laughs) so yes, it's, um, when the Holy, you get the Holy Spirit, he begins to change you. He, he begins to change your desires. You, you begin to have a total different outlook. I remember when I was first, like, getting transformed by the Holy Spirit, um, I would hang around the same people I was hanging around when I before I got saved. And it was like, I really could not enjoy myself around these people. And these people began to look at me crazy. And, like, and I began to look at them crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm like, y'all, this is wrong. We can't be doing this. But they were, you know, they, they hadn't received what I had received from God. And so I was, my judgment was changing. At first, I would have been like, hey, I'm with it too. Matter of fact, I'm the ringleader of, with the, of the sin. But now I'm like, uh, I'm having conviction. Something in, in me is telling my mind, no, this is not right. Telling my heart, no, you, you need to, no, you don't love this. This is not, you know, and so you begin to change by the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You begin to change as a person. You begin to transform. But, like I was saying before, when you have certain strongholds or things that have been fortified, uh, I've looked up, uh, either I researched this or someone told me this out of their mouth, but, or I was, somewhere or another, I learned about this. Like a stronghold is like basically a fortified arg- argument. I don't know if you, oh Lord have mercy on my soul. I don't know if you've ever been in an argument with somebody who believes strongly with all their soul, what they believe. It is hard as I don't know what to convince that person of something other than what they believe. Oh Lord. And I've, I've been in, I've been in that position before. I've been on both sides of everything I'm talking about. I've been there. But, like, man, even if they are lying, even if they are just so, like, out of alignment with God, some people really believe what they believe is real, is true. There are some people who really believe, like, in fact, I had a, um... A client when I was doing social work, he was an older man, uh, ex-military, ex-veteran, I mean, veteran, uh, retired, and he was wrestling with some alcohol abuse and whatnot, and um, he kept saying he, you know, just in and out, on and off of the street, homeless, 
and he was saying like how he um he didn't like he was believing that somebody was after him like the government was after him and he had all these different things he was believing in his mind uh, because of you know I'm sure he had many traumatic experiences if he was in the army um and so I, you know but he he really believed the stuff that was his mind was telling him my god thank you jesus he really believed this stuff it was like strongholds seeds and that the enemy had planted in his mind that he began to believe and he didn't know jesus and so you know I, it's crazy. It's sad, but you know, when before we receive Jesus, before we give our life to Christ, we're literally living in deception. We're literally our life, wherever we are in life right now, is the culmination of the thoughts we have. Is a culmination of the belief what we believe about ourselves, what we believe our life should be like. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. I believe, I believe in you. It's a song by uh, one of my sisters in Christ, Dana. Beautiful woman of God. It's on uh, all streaming platforms, I believe. By Dana. Dana D. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, boom. You, you, your life is a representation of what you believe. And so that's the importance of having your mind and heart renewed by God, by the word of God, because you you have to change, as I was talking to my mother about, you have to change your beliefs, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about life, what you believe about this, what you believe about God, what you believe about how to handle different circumstances. Because whatever you believe, you're going to give in to. If you believe you're stuck and there's no way out for you in whatever situation you're going through, then that's what's going to be the case. You're going to stay stuck because that's what you believe. If you don't believe that there's no way out, if you don't believe that there's better for you, then you will stay stuck. You'll stay in the same position. If you don't believe that anybody loves you or that nobody cares for you, if you believe that, that's how you that's your disposition you're gonna feel lonely you're gonna be isolated you're gonna disconnect from other people because you don't think nobody loves you but that's just something that you have convinced yourself to believe or the enemy has convinced you to believe hence the reason why a lot of people do not believe in Jesus because the enemy fights us so hard from believing in him. Now I'm talking about having a pure heart, right? Having your inner thoughts, your mind and your soul, right? And then you'll see God, right? According to the scripture. If my mind is in a place, if I'm thinking a certain way or thinking about certain things and it's not in alignment with the word of God, 
from feeling certain things, having certain convictions that aren't from the Holy Spirit, then I'm not going to be able to to see God, let alone believe him. I surrender. That song been in my spirit real heavy. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. Hmm. I surrender. Oh. I'm probably right up on this microphone. When your heart is pure, God help me, Lord. So I had an encounter earlier today. I had an encounter. I had an encounter today uh, with my um, my mother in Christ, and oh, it's so sweet. And we were talking about. How I opened up to her about some pain that I hadn't opened up to anybody about really. I hadn't opened up to anybody about in like I haven't except for God, you know. That's my, you know. That's my only really real outlet. I opened up to him about it. I I mean, excuse me. I opened up to my spiritual mother about it. And I said, "Lord, I told her about this experience I had in my childhood." And when I started telling her that, Y'all, my heart started, I started weeping and I didn't realize how much pain I was literally holding on to within my soul. I didn't realize the scar that they had left on me. I literally I mean, I thought, you know, I think that I have a pure heart. I thought, like, my heart is pure. I'm good. I'm a good person. I love the Lord. You know, I do good. You know, I'm thinking. But pure in heart doesn't mean necessarily that you have good motives or that you're, like, you know, like, that you have good motives or you're morally upright. Having a pure heart means... Your, I think T.D. Bishop T.D. Jakes um, talked about how a pure heart, that word pure in the Greek or Hebrew, one or the other, it, it's 
a reference to like a catheter and it's basically like your heart's an open it's open enough to god it's open it's it's pure it's, it's like a it's not close you're not closed off from from god you're not you you have the ability to open up and allow certain things in your soul in your mind in your heart to ventilate so that you can heal it's kind of like you say you had a bad skateboard accident y'all i'm really praying for a skateboard so yeah praise the lord provides um and say you had a bad skateboard accident you scrape your knee like terribly and it's bloody and you just go to your house and you put this large band-aid over it and that's it you just keep walking and you go back to your regular you don't clean it up you just put a slap a band-aid on it you know and take a bath just i don't know keep going about your life that scar is not going to heal properly just by you patching it up and going on you got to open it, uh, Band-Aid. It may work temporarily because you're trying to, okay, I don't want blood to be dripping everywhere, so you patch it up. But you need to get into a position to where you can... You can get into a, you need to get into a position where you can clean that thing up. You can open that Band-Aid up and look at that scar and let it breathe... Put what you need to put on it to get it cleaned up so it can heal properly. Thank you, Jesus. We got to open that thing up. Open open up. Same with our hearts and our minds. There are so many thoughts that we think about a day. And we don't realize, I don't think, as humans, because we're just trying to survive, right? Most of us. We don't think about the reasons why we think the way we think and why our life is in the life is in the condition that it's in. We just kind of like are like, okay, what is whatever? You know, I'm cool with my I'm good. I don't need nobody. I'm straight. You know, oh my gosh, let's talk about that. I don't need nobody. I'm straight. I don't need no help. I can just spend for myself. That is one of the biggest lies that I have been combating my whole this lately in this portion, this season of my life. Like, no, nah, I'm straight. I'm good. I don't need nothing. Like, it's hard for me to receive help from people because I have given into the lie that everybody who tries to help you has bad intentions because of something, some things that have happened in my past. And it could be generational, whatever. But so I build up this, this stronghold begins to form in my mind, in my soul of, uh, I don't, people are terrible. People are untrustworthy. So I don't need people. I don't need, I'm not going to talk to it. As a result of that, it creates a certain personality trait or behavior in me um, because of what I believe. So you see how like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to be hard for me to see God, even in other people. I could have all the people in the world showing their loyalty to me. And I'm not saying put your trust in man. You know, I'm not condoning codependency or not using discernment either. Because some people you don't need to trust. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but some people God does send into your life to help you and who don't have any agendas, any hidden agendas or hidden motives. And as long as you have that stronghold 
in your mind, you truly believe that there are no good people in the world. It doesn't matter what anybody does for you or what anybody says to you. You're, you're, you're still going to believe that it's going to be hard for you to receive anything or believe different. But God is so gracious. That he will send people into your life. Oh, God. He will send people into your life that will literally tear down the stronghold that the enemy has created in your mind. You got thoughts all day. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares for me. God will put it on somebody's heart to send you a text message. I just uh, wanted to reach out and let you know I was thinking about you. I love you so much. You're doing great things. You're such a great... God will send that into your life. God is so good. You think you you unattractive. Somebody walk by. Listen, God works in mysterious ways, okay? Somebody at the store... Oh my God, you're just so, I just want to tell you, you're so beautiful. You're just such a beautiful person. Or you're such a handsome person, you know, if you're a guy. But you're like, oh, thank you. This whole time, subconsciously, you you didn't really believe you was attractive or beautiful or talented or whatever it may be that God has gifted you with. But we need that. We need those words. We need that encouragement and affirmation. And God is in God's word now. God's word tells us we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We are the righteousness of God. We are God's workmanship. He calls us his beloved, his daughters, created in his image and his likeness. And God is, God knows he the man. He confident in himself. He, he, <laughs> he said, I wrote this word for y'all. This is what it is. I'm not going to keep coming back and telling y'all different stuff. This is it. This is what it is. All y'all need is right here. So I'm going to go. I sent Jesus. Y'all got a savior. Y'all want to, you know, get saved and come into the family. I made a way. Now, Jesus, come back to heaven. You did what you're supposed to do. Now, sit in heaven and you know what I'm saying? He confident. We supposed to carry this. But when your heart been broken and you've been broken, life, circumstances, experiences have affected you so much that they change the way you think. And, you know, we come into this world as children. Of course, you know, we inherit trauma through our DNA, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But we also inherit blessings through the DNA of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus. That's another subject. But. You know, children come into this world so pure, so full of wonder and awe and just love and innocence and purity. Just They're just thinking the best. They have all these expectations. And, but, you know, they were born that way. It breaks my heart. Like, seeing children just... Uh, I really just hate the enemy of messes with children. I just say that. Cause I see, I just see how beautiful they, I just, uh, I just love them. So when a child goes through certain experiences in life, children are very resilient too. 
So children can sometimes go through a lot and still have a, a positive outlook in life. And this, I believe, is why Jesus tells us to come to him like a child. Be childlike. Children believe whatever you tell them. And they're just so thirsty for life. Like They're not thinking about stuff that adults think about, right? For obvious reasons, but you know. But over the course of time, it just amazes me how a child can go from being that way, being so pure and and just loving and all this stuff. And then you see them at 20-something years old and they're depressed and don't know who they are and they're strung out on drugs and they're anxious and they're pitiful like going having behavioral issues and all this stuff like where did this come from you know it's sad I didn't mean to get on my soapbox but yeah Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So I'm going to wrap up because I got to go. But, yeah, I wanted to tap into this because it, it blessed me just thinking about this stuff. Uh, it's so important, y'all, for us to keep our hearts pure. You know, I know in this day and age, listen, it ain't hardly, who can I run to? You know? <laughs> That was not that funny. But, you know, there are not many people who we can go to, except for therapists, you know, counselors. And if you have great relationships and friends and family around you, that is a blessing, you know. But I know that sometimes it's still hard to find places and people to talk to about our deepest and darkest secrets and things that are truly bothering us deep down. Um, just depending on our upbringing and things. I know that there are like certain things I won't even tell my mother or father that have happened to me in life or that I've seen or experienced in life just because I'm like, yeah, I don't want them to, to get mad at nobody or get mad at me. So it's just certain things you just don't share with certain people. And that's not everybody's story. And everybody's not as guarded and shut down as, or introverted rather as, as some of us. Some people don't care who they tell their business to. Like, some people walk around and just put... I had a student like that. Name, I can't say her name, but she, she just would come in the classroom. Uh, so my parent had a, a such and such. My cousin just got induced into the psych, psych ward because she had a mental breakdown. And I just tell her all her little business. And I was like, man, you know what? I don't fault her for being... For doing it because she's pure. She's something and she talk about it the problem we end up with a lot of issues we have because we see stuff happen to us and we bottle it in and try to hide it then ain't we supposed we're not supposed to do that when we do it affects our perspective on our outlook on life and it happens very subtly the bible talks about how the serpent that he, he's subtle the most subtle of all the creatures right Gloria Mama Shati and Adabosa. These little thoughts, these ideas, seeds that the enemy plants as children, and then they grow and they start to produce fruit. 
I pray right now in the name of Jesus that every seed, every demonic seed or thought or idea um, that the enemy has planted in any of our minds as children, that they will be uprooted in the name of Jesus. And I pray that super heal, supernatural healing would take place. I decree that we're healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. And it's a process. It's a journey, you know, healing and recovering from certain experiences that we've had. Because there are certain, some things that are just tougher to come back from than others. You know, it's easier to come back from a paper cut than it is to come back from a fractured um, spine, you know. So some stuff is a little deeper and more challenging to overcome than other things. But nonetheless, it's possible, you know. You should never give up on your healing. You should never give up on your journey, your relationship with God. But stay pure. It's a blessing to be pure, regardless of where you find yourself on your journey. There's some of the most beautiful people I have met, like in some of the most estranged positions in life. And I met these people and I'm just like, oh, my God. Um... You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> um, like this real. I have a cousin, um, and they are have substance abuse issues. I say, and I used to hang, even after I got saved, I would hang out with this cousin of mine because they just keep it so real. And don't judge me, yes, whatever, but. Some of the stuff they would say, it would make so much sense. And they had such a pure and beautiful heart. And I was just like, man, I would rather talk to you than some of these other people out here who be faking and shaking. I ain't got time to be fake. Speaking of fake, you know, my book, my poetry book, No Concealer Who Told You You Were Naked, is available on Amazon. Uh, you can find it at the link in my bio on Instagram or TikTok uh, or Facebook. Uh, at I'm Unique Devon, I-M-U-N-I-Q-U-E, Devon, D-E-V-O-I-N, and it's all one, 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 all together on Instagram. Yes, my poetry book there is very raw, um, things, poems written between me and God when I was getting saved and didn't even know I was getting saved. I thought I was just, I was just, my heart was in a very pure place to say that I was, allowing the pain and the poison that life had placed inside of me or I allow, allowed life to, to create these this, or put this, this crap inside of me and I was releasing it by giving it to the Lord Jesus and lo and behold he truly turns graves into gardens um, he is a redeemer and a restorer I am living a living, walking, breathing testimony of what the Lord can do um, when our heart toward him is pure. You know what I'm saying? When we don't come to him with all this jibber jabber and religious stuff. Oh, holy most God. Nothing wrong with speaking in tongues and praying the scripture. But God knows when we fake and when we not. He knows us. He knows the number of hairs on our head. So we don't got to walk around and be fake with him. You know, God... Resist the proud and gives grace to the humble. The humble means you're you you just aware of yourself. You self-aware. You're not trying to act like you you got some that you don't. You're not trying to act like you somebody. You're not. You don't try to act like you're stronger than you are. You're humble. Like I'm humble. I ain't you know I ain't trying to 
Hallelujah. I know myself. I'm humble enough to say I'm not good at that. I'm humble enough to say I am good at that. You know, humility ain't just, that's another whole other subject. Humility ain't just downplaying your strengths and downplaying your abilities. The Bible says we are the light of the world and to let your light so shine that the Father would, 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 would get the glory. There's one uh, pastor who said uh, humility is not um, I, I really want to quote this properly. Humility isn't um, not using your gifts or not loving yourself or loving your gifts or something like that, but it's forgetting who gave them to you or who gave you the ability to. So when you humble, it means when you're not humble, it means you just basically take all the credit for everything, you know. Anyway, that's all. That was kind of go goes hand in hand. Humble, um, loving, you know. Thank you, Jesus. Pure in heart. Keep your heart pure. Um, open up to God, you know. There are some experiences that we've had. I'm sure all of us have experienced. If you heard probably uh, the person that you see on a day-to-day basis, if you, especially some of the saved people, people who are saved by grace through faith, people who Jesus has saved and redeemed their life, if you hear some of these stories, you probably would not believe the stuff that some of these people have gone through. If I told y'all my past, well, it's kind of in the book, but uh, if I told y'all my past, or when I tell certain people what I used to do, how I used to be, some people really don't believe me. I told a man uh, some time ago about my, a little bit about my testimony. He was like, what? Like, yeah, I know. God is, (laughs) you know, but we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So, you know, don't be ashamed of your testimony either. But it's just, you'll be surprised to see what, to to know what certain people have been through and what God has brought certain people through. Um, so when you see somebody on fire, praising the Lord, giving their life to God, and just so in love with Jesus, typically it's because of the past that Jesus has brought them out of. Not everybody, but some people are just born into it and they stay on the narrow path their whole life. But baby, that's not my... <laughs> That is not um, my case or some other people's cases. But nonetheless, I got saved because my heart was pure. I didn't get saved by acting like I was okay when I wasn't. I got saved because I knew I needed to be saved. And I got saved because I was humble enough to say, Hey, lifeguard, I'm drowning over here. Come save me. I didn't go out there acting like I could swim, then start drowning, then try to be cute. Now, baby, come Hey, that's why he sent you. I need you. Hey, come over here. Jesus, you said whoever calls on your name will be saved. And I'm I'm here. I'm calling on you. Right? So, yeah. Blessed are the pure and heart, but they shall see God. Thank y'all so much for listening. <laughs> I know um, I am quite the creation of the Most High God, but... um. 
yeah thank y'all for tuning in there's more to come thank y'all for listening thank y'all for listening to the previous ones and the youtube channel and the music and for staying tuned in on the the ig post i'm kind of scattered right now but god is getting the glory um and god has been faithful um to yeah just be god you know i hope this blessed you all and maybe (laughs) encouraged edified whatever it was fit to do i pray that it served its purpose in your life and on your journey in christ continue to fight the good fight of faith and Keep your faith in Jesus, you know, no matter what you go through. And, you know, if you miss up, if you make mistakes, if you fall down, if you are like, I'm ready to quit and give in. God, this is too hard. God, I'm ready to give up. God, I'm tired of people. God, I'm tired of myself. God, I'm tired of living right and ain't nobody else living right. You know, all that stuff happens. All these thoughts come into our minds. But don't be ashamed of those thoughts. Share them with God. You know, you tell them. Like, and, you know, he already know. The Bible says he knows our thoughts when they're far off. So it ain't like we're telling him something he, we don't know. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. That's all. Talk to y'all next time. If you haven't, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, at I'm Unique Devon. I'm on YouTube as well, at I'm Unique Devon. Um... Ow. I'm on my music is on all streaming platforms. Um, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. Wherever you stream your music, you can find it. I'm unique divine. I'm I apostrophe M unique. All one word. Last name. Well, middle name. Devon. So yeah. Um yeah. That's it. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm working on my my formality and, and all this. Okay. Goodbye, y'all. God bless y'all. Until next time. Take care.